G'day guys, what's up? It is time for First Down Under with Zach and Charlie here, week 12 of the NFL season. Just about in the books, of course, Chaz, we're now recording this before Monday Night Football. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, we won't be covering the absolute stink bomb that is the Texans taking on the Tennessee Titans on Monday Night Countdown. We'll be uh, pulling a sickie tomorrow at work to catch that one. Night. Absolutely, I think I will be. And now that your Ravens got a big win today, uh, the Texans-Ravens race is really heating up. Houston going for a franchise record eight wins in a row against another formidable opponent in the Tennessee Titans. Someone's going to look into their schedule this year because it is an absolute abomination in terms of ease of schedule because I don't think they've played a team above 500 in quite a while. Yeah, it honestly has been a log time since yeah. the Texans have really been challenged by a contender. Mm-hmm. It feels like they're just getting by on field goal misses from the Washington Redskins or yeah. the Broncos or whoever it is. But, hey, you know, wins are wins are wins are win. They're still, Absolutely. They're still killing it. And uh, good luck to them tomorrow night on Monday Night Football. I think it was unlucky that we did miss last Monday with Chiefs Rams. Oh, my God, I forgot about that. that juggernaut and we how we missed that one game, one of the greatest regular season games in recent memory. And it was just paying homage to the future of NFL. Yeah, well... I- if anyone's been listening to broadcasts since then, people are talking mm. about this as a, as a turning point, mm-hmm. uh, similar to the last Super Bowl that we had where it was just all offense. This almost took it to another level, Chaz. It, yeah. and the surprising thing about the game, of course, was there were so many defensive plays as well, despite yep. there being, what, uh, 100 and, 100 and what, 103 points scored? 105 points. Wow. With the over being 63 and a half. So Vegas really cooked that one. And uh <laughs> It was just, it was just incredible. Back and forth, it was like table tennis. Aaron it, Donald it, was making plays. Yeah. Jared Goff was making plays. Patty Mahomes yeah. slipping up towards the end with a couple of crucial picks. Yeah, I know, but, but we can't be stiff on him. He he did play lights out. He was mm. great, and uh, it's really tough to say who's the better QB out of Goff or, or Mahomes, just considering the different types of systems they're in. Yeah, but very different. I think uh, I think Goff is really making a case recently, and obviously, I don't know if you saw this game yesterday in college, but LSU. And A and M finished no. the game seventy four to seventy two in a seventh overtime. Seventh overtime yesterday they... in college. Wow, forty six points. Uh, just saying, Chiefs Rams will do one better. Yeah, <laughs> next year you think the NFL is exciting? You watch college. Yeah, wow, that's that's pretty insane. Yeah, uh, did not catch that one. We should move along to the week twelve games though, Chaz. We have four downs to get to today. We're going to kick it off with the champagne football. We'll get to the Yenar Goods on second down. The Stinkers in the third down. There were a few. Absolutely. And of course, Charlie on fourth down, we punt. We do. And we had a fair punt this weekend. Yes. Actually, had a real red hot crack. Unfortunately, you didn't, and I didn't on get Saturday. to Friday. Uh, it was tough. Yeah, it was tough. Uh, mate, let's kick it off with we'll some football. It. Starting with Seattle at Carolina. Well, they get the win. Epic last minute field goal from Sebastian Janikowski. The fridge kicks it through. These Seattle Seahawks, Chaz, they know how to win a close game. For the second straight week, they get the dub after an opponent failed to put the game away. They started 0-2, the Seahawks, Chaz. Yeah. You remember at the start of the year, uh, we were thinking, I feel like a lot of people were thinking they were in a rebuilding year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were not much of a threat. Well, right now, they are in wildcard contention, sitting at 5 and, uh, sorry, 6, six and five. 5. Well in the hunt, and... I loved everything about this game. Yeah, it was incredible. And it was just another Seattle vintage performance of you leaving that game thinking, how the hell did they actually win? Yeah. Well, it was Carolina. And, you know, we've obviously discussed this this morning, but a team that's now six and four, I think they're now six and five. Yep. uh, And they play New Orleans, I think, twice. 
remaining in the regular season. They played New Orleans twice in the last, was their last five weeks. In the last three games. In the last three games. So you can almost pencil that in as 0-2. And the rest of their schedule isn't, isn't looking great. These are the games they have to win at home. And Seattle just continued to stay in the game. And Russell Wilson kept making big plays. They had a massive 4-3, 4th and 3. Yep. Uh, fourth and, three. and you know Seattle, uh, Russell hit that massive bomb to, to Moore for the go-ahead touchdown to equalize at 27 apiece. Panthers get the ball back to drive. They can't get it done on offense. They had Christian McCaffrey cooking all day long in the receiving yard and the rushing game, mm. and they just couldn't get that extra field goal, and Seattle just drove straight back down the field and put the ice in the game. Well, Graham Gano, who's been a long-time great field goal kicker yep. uh, for the Carolina Panthers, he's got the case, uh, case of the yips lately, Chaz. He missed a 52-yarder, not an easy kick by any yeah. stretch, but it's one that he makes, and it's one that you make if you're going to come through in the clutch. It's not to say that Carolina didn't play well. Yep. They moved the ball for 478 yards on the day, but just couldn't convert in the red zone. Uh, Three-game losing streak for the Panthers now, Charlie. That yep. was 6-2. and two. That was the talk of the town. I know. Now I think we're going to change the name to the Carolina Pretenders with a capital P. We said that last week, yep. Uh, and it, it, it feels true. And it feels good to be right. I feel yep. bad for Carolina because I thought, I, I love Cam Newton. Don't get me wrong, yep. but these are the games you got to win, and now... Uh, this is especially losing to Seattle like this, yep. where this is probably going to come down to a wild card spot. Well, this is the tiebreaker, absolutely, and, and and you're out. It's and you've also got the Vikings now. I think they're with that win today against Green Bay. They're now five, six and five, uh, six five and one. Six, they have a draw in there somewhere, so I think they're five five six, and one or six, six five and one. And one. Six, Maybe four six, four and one. Six, four and one. So you got you got the Vikings, you got the Seahawks, now you got the Panthers all fighting for that wild card spot. So. It's going to be an intriguing battle, and obviously with the Panthers not doing themselves any favors, playing New Orleans uh, twice in the last five weeks, so that's going to be really Even tough. Even if you split those, I mean, absolutely, you're not in good stead. Um, and on the other side of the ball, you got Seattle. I think they play Arizona and the 49ers twice. Yeah, to finish. I've got that written down. So, Unreal. That, I mean, none of these games are gimmies, but yeah, I mean, you're going up against a couple of teams that are clearly rebuilding and setting their sights on 2019. Uh, well, three games where yeah. teams are looking at 2019, you you got to be happy with that. I want to quickly end on the fact that it's very easy to take Russell Wilson for granted, Chaz. I feel like I we do. I was just about to say that. I felt like you were in my head. I was yeah. literally about to say, can we pay some respect to this great man? I feel like we haven't done what much he's on done this podcast. With this team. But my God, dude, I, he's been so good, so consistent for so long, and he was looking dangerous today. Oh. Uh, playing at his absolute best, escaping pressure, hitting throws from all over the field in the second half. Um, obviously the real highlight though came from Chris Carson. Oh my God. The front flip. Incredible. Lands it. Yeah. Keeps going. Keeps, keeps going. Unbelievable. It was, it was a sensational play. I was actually worried, fearing for his neck. You watch it in slow motion. Like this is going to be a, a career ending injury, but it was just a, an incredibly athletic play. He's a gymnast. And, uh, yeah, Seattle, I just, we continue to discount Russell Wilson. We, you know, we pay out the Panthers all we want, but Wilson, you know, with the receiving call that he's working with, I mean, he's obviously got Doug Baldwin, but David Moore and Tyler Lockett, both with 100 yards receiving. Yeah, they're making things and happen. And the running game, you got Chris Carson and Mike Davis. I just but, can't believe how much the know, running game has improved, the offensive line's improved. It feels yeah. like everything that was a weakness for this team a year ago has now become a strength. Yep. Plus, Russell Wilson's playing as good as ever. Absolutely. And, and we almost categorized the Seahawks this year as a rebuild. They were, I think they were about two and four. And we almost penciled them in and said, this is the Rams and then everything else below in the NFC West is pretty much a write-off. And this team's completely turned it around the last three or four weeks. Yeah, get a crucial win over Green Bay. Then yep. they knock off Carolina, all teams that were contending in at the time that they were playing. Yeah. It's, it's great to see. And I tell you what, man, you don't want to come up against this team in January. I tell you what, you don't want to come up against And let's not forget the Seahawks challenged the Rams, lost by five points in LA. So That's know, they, a great they, point. They can take it to anyone. Yeah. Right?
And uh, you do not want to play uh, this team. Let's move on to another champagne football. It was the Steelers heading to Denver uh, for a <laughs> classic AFC bout. Uh, this was a massive game in terms of AFC playoff implications for the Steelers mm-hmm. because this is a game you're going against Case Keenum. I know you're in Denver. I know it's high altitude. Mile high. Von Miller and that supporting cast. But this is a game that you pencil in as a win if you're a Steelers fan considering their recent form. Well, you, you look at the way that the Steelers have been playing. The well, five-game win streak? A six-game five, win streak? Uh, I think a six-game win streak. Let me just uh, double-check that. They're absolutely on fire. And you just look at it, the Denver Broncos, like they're, they're basically licking their yep. wounds, stick a fork in them. They're almost done. Yeah. And they come out and play a game like this where they have so many turnovers. There was mm. one that was really bizarre. Ben Roethlisberger throws it to the fullback. I forget his name. He runs up. He looks like he's about to run in for a touchdown. Fumbles it at the one-yard line off a tackle. I saw ball, that. Ball ro- rolls into the end zone yeah. and then out of play. That's registered as a touchback. Denver get the ball back. So oh my you don't God. get a touchdown. You don't get a field goal. You don't get a safety. Denver get the ball on the 25. Crazy. And it was literally this him and this one guy on the far left corner of the field. He just tries to, z- if he just zags back into the middle of the field, you know, just try and make him tackle you over the line or something. It's a tight end. Mate, take a knee. Just, cornerback. <laughs> just do anything, but don't fumble the ball. That's all you have to do. Go out of bounds. You don't care, but. It was an incredible play by that uh, the, the CB. I don't know who it was. Um, it might have been the free safety, but couldn't believe that play when I saw it live. And you know, the Steelers, you know, what can you say? 7-3-1 and one now with the Patriots, now in that number two seed in the AFC. Ugh. Just vintage Patriots just falling into that spot after they played the garbage Jets in their AFC East. Yep. And this is a game that the Steelers are going to rue come, come January. Yeah, absolutely, mate. There yep. were, uh, not to say that Big Ben played poorly. He actually put up a great game. That... 97-yard touchdown to Juju Smith-Schuster, oh, thrown yeah. out of the back of the end zone. Yep. Linemen all over him. I can't believe he even saw Juju. Mm. Um, unbelievable play. Mm. And I think the longest play in the NFL since Big Ben and Juju Smith-Schuster did the same thing last year yep. for 97 yards. Familiar, actually. Incredible stuff. Ben Roethlisberger actually threw the ball 56 times. Uh, That's 41 completions, 462 yards, one TD, two picks. Where was Connor? James Conner had 53 yards, 53 yards off 13 carries. So it wasn't exactly the, the force that we have known him to be this year. Juju obviously had 189 yards receiving with that massive 97-yarder. And Antonio Brown, nine catches, 67 yards. No TDs. But uh, the Denver Broncos got the job done. Case Keenum, you know, he was efficient. He didn't need to do too much. 15 for 28, 197, two TDs, no picks. Philip Lindsay just continues to prove that white guys can play running back. I didn't know this guy was white. Is he right, white? I did a solid, I did a solid scare. I think he was like a Steph Curry. Uh, like, yeah, I think he's I, one of those. I, you know those ones you don't know? And we just got to say, it doesn't matter what. It doesn't matter doesn't what. Matter what you are. We respect all players. <laughs> I don't know just, why it matters if he's just, white or not. Just Google skin color films. <laughs> I think you should. Well, nothing's coming up there. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> but, <laughs> NFL.com hasn't done an article on it yet. Um, but no, he is really... Up there with Saquon Barkley in terms of rookie running backs that are having a huge influence on their team. Philip Lindsay continues to play yeah. uh, extremely well for the Denver Broncos. They've got to be happy with this draft class mm. uh, coming out of 2018. Uh, it'd be remiss of us not to mention nose tackle Shelby Harris's interception mm. at the end of the game. Not sure what Big Ben was looking at, but uh, the Steelers are looking for the tying touchdown. Yep. He's thrown under pressure. The play broke down a bit. Uh, Antonio Brown's coming across, but he's covered pretty pretty well by mm. uh, it was either Bradley Roby or Chris Harris Jr. One of those guys. I keep to leave. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Whatever comes to my head. Champ Bailey. Someone. 
Uh, but Shelby Harris, the nose tackle, gets the interception, uh, takes the ball down onto the ground, and uh, it's a touchback. Happy days for the Denver Broncos. They're back in the hunt. They're still alive. Can we actually still classify them as a as a potential a playoff team? Really, they're five and six. Yeah. They're behind the Chargers. I mean, the AFC playoff picture. Looking at it right now, you got the Colts six and five, Titans five and five, and the Dolphins five and six, Bengals five and six. So you got a lot of teams around the mark there. A lot I of think, teams. Yeah. Man, I mean, you scratch off the Miami Dolphins. We'll get to them a bit later. But when you yeah. think about who the Broncos have beaten recently, they knocked off. Uh, the Chargers last week, who were coming off six straight wins, True. they knock off True. the Steelers, who are coming off six straight wins. Yep. And they've had to play the Chiefs a couple of times already. They've, they've had a tough schedule, but they've yep. come through in the clutch. I think they do finish the with defense. the Raiders as well. Oh, please. Yep. Yeah, give us a couple of goes with the Raiders. Who, who knows, Charlie? Yeah, I mean, I, know. I, know. I wouldn't want to play this team right now. The Denver Broncos are playing well. I mean, they're, they're making things happen. And Five and to, six, you're not out of the game yet. You got Von Miller saying in the press conference, channeling his Belichick. We're moving on to Cincinnati. Oh, so yeah? that was great to see. They're How many playing, times do you say that? They play Andy Dalton next week. So you Six. can guarantee them that the Bengals will help that playoff push. <laughs> certainly will. Hey, moving right along, mate. We were just talking about them. The Miami Dolphins took a trip to Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis to take on Andrew Luck and the Flamin' Hot Colts. Well, he had a pretty decent day going 30 for 37, 343 yards. And three touchdowns. I don't know how many games that is in a row for the big man with three touchdowns, but I just got to say, it's a team effort. It's an amazing effort for T.Y. Was, was trying to play their best, and we're just yeah. happy to come away with a win in a tough game. Just got the win, yeah. And, and that's what it was, man. It was a game-winning drive from Andrew mm. Luck. Uh, Five-game win streak now. I think Frank is doing everything right for this team. Very the good. Colts offensive line. Love that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> this is why we prep. Yeah, 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 I actually didn't write that. That, that was yeah. uh, that, that just felt fresh. I don't know. It just came. I don't know what <laughs> say. Happy with it. Moving on. Uh, yeah, no, the Colts offensive line continues to be the linchpin. Did they allow success. a sack this game? They did allow one sack. Well, that's not good enough. Yeah, well, that, that has that that is out of character <laughs> for this Colts the offensive past month line. Has been stellar, and they just let that happen. He's been standing upright, uh, old Andrew Luck. He's yeah. certainly a, their comeback player of the year, front runner. But he's, oh, no. he's let's not talk. Come on now, Jordy bit... Nelson. You cannot say that. <laughs> let's let's be sensible, please. Uh, let's For five not... minutes on this show <laughs> trying to talk. <laughs> uh, let's. I'm, I'm actually thinking he's no. he's he's in the case for MVP as well. I'll stop it. He's in the top five for sure. Oh, top five. Don't get yeah. me wrong. I mean, he's not. He's yeah. not etching out Drew Brees at this point or Patrick yeah. Mahomes. But I'm just saying he's he's definitely in that conversation. He's playing for extremely me. Like well. the MVP rankings is like Mahomes and golf. Sorry, Mahomes, Brees, Mahomes, golf, mm-hmm. and then like Aaron Donald, Philip Rivers, yeah, just uh, the whole Todd Gurley, class. Khalil Mack. Yeah, because he's kind of missed a few games. I put Andrew yeah. Luck there. Okay, that's probably about it for me. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll call it there, but. Man, it's, it's not only offensive line, but the fact they can block so well is um, mm. uh, hand in hand with Luck's ability to avoid the rush. Yep, uh, he just moves around in the pocket. His escapability cannot be understated. He's like Russell Wilson, except five inches taller. Yep, uh, he ducked two dudes uh, on the final play, launched one to Chester Rogers for thirty-four yards to set up the game-winning field goal. Frank Reich said after the game that wasn't even a part of the play. Yeah, it just saw the player just, open. He makes things happen. These are the games this, that you this, have to win, Charlie. Yeah, this kid out of Stanford just continues to deliver Andrew Luck. I think Andrew Luck throws one of the most gorgeous deep balls. The, the, the trajectory he gets and how smooth it looks coming out of his arm. Yeah, it's like a rainbow. Coming out of his arm or coming out of his hand. Whatever. However you want to interpret it. Yeah. But he just throws it like so beautifully. It's so 
not mechanical. It's almost effortless for him. And I just love watching him play the way he is playing because we both love luck. We both want to see him succeed. Well, and we anytime someone goes through adversity, right? Yeah. Like he's been well, spent the last two years on the sideline yeah. through rehab and terrible ownership and Jim terrible. Jim and just, Jim Ursay and yeah. who was the uh, Grigson? Grigson. Ryan Grigson, the Caldwell. GM. Caldwell, the coach. Trent, the first looked, rounder for Trent Richardson. Caldwell was confused. Like the umpires talking Chinese. He was always scattered. <laughs> Caldwell. I don't know what it was about him. He always looked like he had no idea. He, he Matt, did. Matt, he's the new Matt. He's the old Matt Patricia. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Matt Patricia 1.0. But uh, you got to pay respect to Marlon Mack. You know, he's, he's our boy just because of his name. Yeah. We always give him mention on the show. Shout out to M Squared. Um, and the Dolphins. They're, they're five and six. Well, here's the thing about the Dolphins. They weren't bad. They played really well mm. uh, in this game, and they really took it to the, the Colts. I actually thought mm. the Dolphins were going to come away with the win. The good news for the Miami Dolphins is that Ryan Tannehill is better than Brock Osweiler. Has been confirmed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's what we were all hoping for, despite the fact that Tannehill is still kind of hurting since that last injury. He played pretty pretty well. 17-25, yeah. 204 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah. Um, the bad news is they're sitting below 500 after that 3-0 start. And yeah. just, they, are, they look like... The Dolphins. As they look like the Dolphins. They look like <laughs> every year. Could not agree more. It's like seven and nine, eight and eight. Yeah. This is what we do. Just continuing. They're on track. They continue to scrap and and make games yeah relatively exciting, but they never find a way to win. Frank Gore still, um, still getting Frank yards. Frank Gore still getting sixty-seven yards. Kenyon Drake as well. Um, you got to be happy if you're Laronte Carew with one catch for seventy-four yards and a TD. Yeah, that job's done. I mean, that did pad the stats for home. old Tanner who, uh, yeah. till, uh, Tanner, Tanner who? Old Tanner who? Oh, well, exactly it's been right. like that. We've missed <laughs> it for so long. <laughs> but I think it is great, the QB controversy, um, shaking up Miami with uh, Brocktober and Tannehill. Uh, it's good to see that that issue is settled. Um, <laughs> and the people of Miami, it is the, I, don't, I don't know what you're happy with. I don't know. Are you happy to see Tannehill healthy? Like, Brocktober can win you some crazy games. Well, yeah. I, did, I don't know. What do you want? Do you, you want Tannehill you... next season, or do you want him yeah. to reset? There's a few I, questions to be asked, and I'll be yeah. asking that about the uh, Detroit Lions a bit later on as oh, well. there'll be a few questions there. There are a lot of question marks. I think, uh, yeah, the Dolphins... Uh, yet another standard season for them. Let's move on to another year now. Good, and it was the Hugh Jackson Bowl. The Browns. Oh wait, at... sorry, that was a that was a champagne football for me. Well, so you're taking us to, you're taking subjective. us to the second down. I enjoyed the game. I thought it was great. Comes okay, down. Okay, we'll, we'll call it champagne. We'll call Two it champagne. Two teams that it's like win or go home. Twenty. Win or go home in that in that in that very strong AFC 20, South. Twenty four twenty seven North. Um, it was. Uh, oh yeah, no, 20, sorry, yeah. so that my last game yeah. was a champagne. That's all I'm saying. Oh, okay. So this is Yenagu. We're moving on to Yenagu. Yeah, we'll move on to Yenagu. Well, let's move on to, as I said, the Browns at the Cincinnati Bengals, traveling to recently fired Hugh Coach's new home turf. Uh, one of the great revenge games with Hugh Jackson, now a defensive coordinator in Cincinnati. I thought he was an offensive coach. Well, how's this? I, I guess that. Let's have, <laughs> let, me just, let me just Google. I thought if I said it convincingly enough, you wouldn't pick pick up on it. Uh, Cincinnati, I'm pretty sure he's, he's a DC. I think he's there, like they're not. On, he's not on a salary. He's just there as like an advisor. Okay, he's an advisor. He's an advisory role. But Hugh Jackson. If you've missed, it says here he's helping to run the defense. That's strange. He's an offensive. It's meant to be a quarterback whisperer, well, but anyway. It's the, it's he, the Bengals. What do you expect? Yeah. Uh, um, if anyone has missed the story, Hugh Jackson, of course, uh, the former head coach of. Yeah. 
the Cleveland Browns fired pretty unceremoniously yeah. a few weeks ago, only to be picked up by a division rival, Cincinnati yep. Bengals, who just you can a, only imagine were picking his brain for his just incredible in-depth knowledge of the of yeah. the Browns going into this game. Yeah, well, it says here, yeah, yeah. So we'll move on to, we'll, we won't worry about the details later, but this this game had some extra spice, it's safe to say. Let's 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 just get that out there. Shake and bake Mayfield. I don't know how he's been sleeping the past few weeks, but he's been dangerous. He's been incredibly dangerous in that pocket. For the second week in a row, he throws for four touchdowns, a rookie franchise record, which for the Browns is not saying a lot. No, um, but still four TDs. Four TDs, leading the Browns to a 35-20 to 20 win over the Bengals. Mayfield had 70, completed 73% of his passes for 258, four TDs, no picks. Nick Chubb, the Browns running back, continues to deliver week after week. Carried the ball 28 times for 84 yards. The quarter chub. The quarter chub. And uh, they had some good distribution in the passing game. My boy, tight end, David Nyoku. Nyoku or Joku? Njoku. Njoku. 63 yards at a TD. Nyoku. And uh, in bit Nyoki. And uh, Antonio Callaway. So this was just a great win for the Browns and a pretty um, you know stick to the script performance from the Bengals. Yeah, well they're certainly trailing off as we I don't want to say as anticipated, head. but as we've become used to in yep. the past few seasons. Uh, you know, hot start, playing some good September football, only to come crashing down mm. um, pretty pretty terribly at this point. Yep. Got to feel for Hugh Jackson. You can't even beat your old team with a. <laughs> With a division rival who is uh, <laughs> clearly, at, at one point in the season at least, uh, a much better f- uh, franchise. Yeah. But now a uh, sliding doors moment for, for the Cincinnati Bengals watching Cleveland drive by. I don't know yeah. if this is the curse of Hugh Jackson or what this guy's done to deserve this, I think but the, the football I think, I gods think are can, not looking kindly I don't on think him. we can completely attribute it to Hugh Jackson. I think I the think Bengals are straight up trash. And I think when when the season kind of gets like is starting to become meaningful, the Bengals just completely drop off. No, That's just what they do. I'm saying... Hugh Jackson being away from the Browns makes them oh, better. Has, yeah, they've thrived. And has reduced yep. Cincinnati. Like you got yep. to imagine. I mean, Greg Williams, who knows? He might be keeping this job. Hey, maybe, maybe. They're doing know, a they're, good. They're doing yep. pretty well. I don't know if you saw at the end of the game, um, Hugh went over to shake Baker Mayfield's hand, uh, and he kind of shook it, and you could see that Hugh was going in for like the, yo, what's up, man? We all good? Like kind of hug. Yeah. And... Uh, Baker gave him the uh, the old no thank you. He gave him donuts. He gave him the right there, Fred, and just kind of pulled away. Oh my god! After the game, had some very choice words. Was not happy about the fact that his former head coach had gone to a division rival. I guess we'll be putting some audio Amazing. here. Amazing. Yeah. What he? What is he? What, what's Baker talking about? He's got. He's got. He's, he's got a family to feed. He's got to get a job. Apparently he's doing it for I'm free, though. going to go AFC North. He's doing it for free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Because he's still getting paid by the Browns. I would have had a nice yeah. little package for well, him this it, year. It says here, we also can't forget, Andy Dalton was benched in this game. Was he benched or was he hurt? Was he well, benched? I'm, the way, what I'm reading is he was benched. Yeah. But uh, it could I be, could I mean, be it a makes different sense. story. They were down, t- what, 28 nil at one point. Yeah, that, well, so. they, they needed Jeff Driscoll. Uh, he came in and old O'Driscoll. Yeah, old O'Driscoll. He uh, he had 155 and a TD, so no real changes there to the offense. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe that'll spark Dalts because the Bengals, believe it or not, are still in the AFC playoff picture yeah. at five and six. Yeah, but in the same way that the Miami Dolphins are still in the AFC playoff picture, like if yeah. they get there, it would be bad for anyone who watches football because that's yeah. just boring. Good to bet but, against, yeah. But like, what do you want to what do you want to do with that in the yeah. playoffs instead of having you know, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens or yep. uh, well, it just, Andrew Luck and the Colts. Yeah. It just makes Even the that, Tennessee Titans are more fun than the Dolphins. It or just the, makes that Broncos-Bengals game next week so significant. 
And I think Broncos I'll, get be, the I'll be recording that for yeah, sure. Yeah. That's Mate, a one o'clock CBS game. I'd so rather I'll, the Broncos get in the playoffs too. I mean, they're, they're fun. Case Keenum. Philip Lindsay. Case Keenum, Jeff Driscoll. Um, <laughs> tough call. Flip the coin for that one. But I think uh, that yeah, the AFC playoff picture is still very scattered. And we uh, look forward to next week. Next, yeah, nah, good on the slate was the Sunday night football matchup between the Green Bay Packers and the Minnesota Vikings. It really felt like whoever lost this game uh, was out of the playoff picture. And I've got yeah. to say, the, the curse of Charlie King has struck again. How is it a curse? Because it's, I went for them post-2010. And it just feels like every team that you go for goes through some kind of <laughs> absolute shitstorm. Yeah, but... You did it to Seattle, then you did it to the to the... <laughs> The Chargers, and then you jump on the Redskins bandwagon when RG3 is all good. I, I'm yeah. Basically, I think it was the next day that he did his knee, and then that was it for the Redskins. <laughs> if, we didn't, if we didn't lose the divisional, the Chargers, the Jets in 2011 to Sanchez, uh, we were in the Super Bowl. I'd still be going for Wait, char- char- oh, Chargers 2011. Yes, yeah. very good. That was back in the days when the Rex Ryan and the boys. Yeah, well, that, 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 they, they played you tough. LT gets his old side. Yeah, I was, thinking, I was thinking printing out some stuff today. I was like, if Rogers goes, which I I would not be surprised if he did next year, I'm I'm switching to that team. I don't think Rogers is going to go. I don't think he can think go he anywhere. Will. He's got too much money tied up in Green Bay. I think what they'll do is get rid of Mike McCarthy, and that's what everyone's sort of saying at this point. There's it's a fractured relationship. Yeah. Uh, Aaron was not looking as good as he normally does. I got to say, Chaz, he was overthrowing Devontae Adams. He was underthrowing Devontae Adams. Vaunted Vikings D. Oh, let's not discount what they've got on the defensive side. Ladarius, Look, they're a good defense, La, La, but they La, just haven't La, been playing that Ladarius well. Darius Hunter, Harrison I mean, Smith, they got some good players. Xavier Rhodes, and you know they're, they're no scrubs. Yeah, they're a good team, but yeah. Chaz. But this is a must-win game for <clears throat> for a team that has not had a road win in eight well, you games. Know what? We got the Cardinals next week at Lambeau. I don't think it matters at this point. <laughs> yeah, we get the Cardinals. If you won this game, you'd be laughing. You'd be yeah. saying, I'm four, we're yeah. five and six. We're about to knock off the Cardinals and everything's going to be good in Green yeah. Bay. But now, I mean, you've got to start thinking about rebuilding. Yeah, well, maybe Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback. Maybe we've got to start having that conversation. Well, he had uh, 76% of his passes yeah. completed for 342 yards and three touchdowns. Well, this dis- is why I'd, they brought him in. I'd be this disappointed if they... This is why they, they backed <laughs> up the truck chest to beat Aaron Rodgers on Saturday. <laughs> Sunday Night Football, I'm just saying. I'd be disappointed if you didn't do that against our defense, to be honest. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, walking cemetery in the back, oh, uh, back end of the day. You're absolutely right. A bit like we the Eagles. Had... But Adam Thielen making huge contested catches all day. Um, yeah, the he had Vikings some absolute clampers moved the ball very efficiently, fifty percent on third down. Vikings, well, that's, yeah, that's just credit simply uh, a better team. Yeah. Um, I oh. do feel for the Green Bay defense; the players are dropping off like flies. Yeah. Uh, but we look at the experience in the secondary. I thought it was a stat on Sunday night they had um, Tremont Williams, one hundred thirty-eight games, and the rest was like fifteen combined. <laughs> Jerry Alexander, Josh Jackson. Uh, there's another guy I didn't I think even know. There's like six rookies. There's another guy starting. like Josh Brown or something. Oh, and there's no, other guy, no. Will Edmund. Like, just as soon as you see the rookie in brackets, you're like, Jesus, this guy's, yeah, this guy's we're, stuffed. We're in trouble. Yeah. So and, there's just no leadership in that secondary. Uh, Tremont Williams, when he's your best bet, it's not looking good. I would so, say like 30, 33, oh, he's, yeah, 35. He's, he's getting on Tremont. So, he's you know, to, obviously he's we. seen better days. Yeah. Ha ha, Clinton Dix is gone. So maybe we just. You know, we tank, that was a good we, trade. We tank the rest of the year. Uh, we we get we get some <laughs> Charlie we, King calls for the we tank. Get, we get some defensive players. We lose. We lose hey, to Arizona. Hey, we got to you know we got Rogers for what four or five more years. We got to guarantee. We got to cash in. Oh, and you got we two got first lock. round picks next year. You got the Saints pick, which is yep. likely the thirty second pick after yep. they win the Super Bowl. So but, 
You know, right. there's a lot of lot of lot of good things. I was I was thinking today. Imagine if Green Bay had one of these young, offensive-minded coaches. You know, what what would McVeigh, Reich, Nagy, even oh, we'd, we'd never lose. Adam Gaze, we'd never lose. Even Adam Gaze with with Aaron Rodgers, what would we, what would happen? These creative, we players. wouldn't lose a game. And I think that's what's going to happen because the offense just looks stale, predictable. When you got the best quarterback in football. And uh, you're putting up 17 points, and it feels like every week. I mean, the Packers just aren't fun to watch, Charlie. No, they're boring. You stick a fork in them? I'm sticking a fork. Oh, yeah, they have I'm 3% saying. chance of making the playoffs, apparently. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, you got Rad. Just you run the table. I think there's no if, – if Minnesota fall off a cliff – I think people were calling we're for them two to games run the table Minis- three games ago. We're two <laughs> games behind Minnesota. I've just seen a video on NFL.com. Rogers maps out playoff run. <laughs> I think he's saying it. Was No, if he's saying it, I'll back it in. <laughs> oh, man. If Rogers believes it, it'll happen. <laughs> I'm certain. There'll be a lot of people in Wisconsin having a few frothy talking, mate. If Rogers can believe we can do it, we'll do it. <laughs> but I think if you I, get one no, road win, you might be I in, think, yeah, in for yeah, uh, We either run the table, which is great, and or you know, we just we just look we just stockpile that defense eight, and seven make and one. a big run for next year. Let the Rams have their year, get carried away, all that shit. Drew Brees. <laughs> we'll just we'll come back next year. We'll see you next year. We'll be better, bigger and stronger, more things. Anyway, moving on to my Yena Good, my second Yena Good. We're going to Thursday night football with the Dirty Bird Atlanta Falcons traveling to New Orleans. This is a big Thanksgiving matchup, big Thanksgiving feast after such a draw dropping matchup in the se- in early in the season in Atlanta with the Saints winning 43 to 37 in OT. This one had all the makings, Zach, of an offensive shootout, right? You know, two key storylines, which have pretty much been the story of the season for these two teams, held strong on Thursday night and that the Saints are just an offensive juggernaut mm-hmm. that, you know, cannot be stopped. Yep. And the Falcons will do everything in their power to throw games away, including being god-awful in the red zone. I think they turned the ball over three times. That's just something about the Falcons in the red zone that I don't yep. understand. You got maybe the best offensive target in football in Julio Jones, mm. uh, Matty Ice, who's known to be able to throw precise uh, Precise balls, but for whatever reason, the red zone inefficiency. Bill for dimes, and he just he just cannot get it done when it counts. Um, so that was awesome. Was this game really ever in contention? Because I feel like uh, before, I the, think in their last game, the Saints D wasn't what it was yeah. coming into this game. They've mm. you know progressed leaps and bounds. Yeah, and they look like one of the most complete teams in football. The offensive line is the best in the league for these New Orleans Saints. Drew Brees is playing out of his mind. Mm. He's throwing at everyone on the field. Yeah, I, what do you do? Yeah, I was actually going to make the point. You look at this Saints receiving game, and I think every single time I watch them week to week, there's some other guy catching like a hundred, like ten balls for a hundred yards. Like last week, they had this guy Truquan Smith. Yeah, he killed he had the 10 Eagles. Ten catches, 157 yards, and a touchdown. This week, they have Tommy Lee Lewis. You know, he could be off No Country for Old Men. I was going to say. And Dan, Ar- I loved him in and, Men in Black. And Dan Arnold, you know, the number two tight end catching balls and looking Dan like an all pro tight end. He led their receiving. Sounds like a substitute four, teacher. Exactly. He led their receiving with 45 and a TD. He looks like a year nine substitute teacher. And it's just ridiculous how many weapons he has. And it, he's perfect for this offense, Drew Brees. It's like, it's like a bunch of young kids in a playground. He's just like the old guy. Just giving him the ball. Mm. Just feeding him. Wherever he wants. Kamara, Thomas, yep. uh, Ingram. I mean, it's just, he, he has his way with defenses. He, he's almost toying with them. It's like, who do I want to throw a ball to now? And who do just, I want to throw a touchdown to? You know, and just imagine if they had Des Chaz. Imagine if they, ha- hey, they got Brandon Marshall. So Why are we even calling these guys? It doesn't matter. They like, haven't even unleashed him. So yeah. They're probably saving him for Jan. Smart. Um, so he's, that, known, he's known for his playoff football. 
Yeah, so you know he'll get a chip, which will be an absolute disgrace. One of the great injustices. Brandon Marshall walks away with a chip oh, on around the on. He'll be on around him. the NFL next year with that big fucking ring on his finger. I'll smack him. I'm gonna be. I'll be filthy. When we he... won the Super Bowl, yeah. <laughs> when I went to New Orleans and coached those young guys <laughs> to a Super Bowl, you cannot underestimate veteran leadership. <laughs> <laughs> what I learned from Jay Cutler, I taught Drew Brees. <laughs> um, so you know the Saints continue to just. Absolutely smash mouth teams. They won this game 31 to 17. If anyone had them in their multi by 113, you'd be filthy. <laughs> uh, the Falcons actually had a scored a TD and elected to kick the extra point. I think it was 31 to 16. They went to 31 17. You would think in that situation, you go for two. I don't. You just put the pressure on the Saints. You the scoreboard. Would not go for two. You put the pressure on them. Zero sense. And uh, they didn't do that. Um, so I was filthy. Uh, but you look at you know you look at Matty Ice's stats, just prototypical Matty Ice. You know, three hundred seventy-seven yards, two TDs in a pick, seventy-four percent. It's it's a good day at the office, but he just cannot get it done. No nah, counts. Nah, and nah, this Falcons team, it's probably the most disappointing team of the year. My, I want to finish on this. The running game, Matt Ryan was their leading rusher. He had sixteen yards, and Tevin Coleman had eight. Wow. Off six carry, off well, eight carries. Well, I mean, we six, all, six, we all, six yards off eight carries. M. Ryan, uh, obviously the first coming of uh, Lamar Jackson. I don't think he's ever left the pocket. That's crazy. Sixteen and yards, it's, it's, it's leading rusher. It's, it's a credit to the Saints D, and I'm going to say it. Oh. They, they are winning the Super Bowl. Whoa, uh, hot takes. Charlie's got hot takes. Penciling it in, so I have this in audio. Week twelve of FDU, uh, the Saints are winning the Super Bowl. A bold call after, after eleven straight wins. <laughs> <laughs> Pencil I'm it. just putting it out there. Oh, yeah, I'm going down in a limb. We're but... in the business of bold predictions. <laughs> I'm going one step up. I'm saying Drew Brees wins MVP and Super Bowl. Whoa. I've said it. All right. Just slow down there, partner. Yeah. Oh, he's really put himself out in a limb. Hey, let's keep the Thanksgiving goodness going. Chicago took oh, a yeah. trip up to Ford Field, took on the Detroit Lions Catch and absolutely Chase Daniel. handled them. <laughs> Chase Daniel, uh, who is in his third career start, Chaz, has not seen a lot of the field, in old Chase. leg in King's multi. Uh, but, yeah, he did have a go on your multi. Uh, he's been, what, is he like eight-season veteran? He's been around he the league. Is. I was trying to pull him out of the multi and change it, but I couldn't. Well, you're probably Good happy thing that he I didn't. didn't. Yeah, he did his job, 27 to 37. Saints, though. 230 yards and two TDs. I think what this game showed, Chaz, is how shit Detroit are. Yes, definitely. <laughs> uh, now we know for a fact, thank yeah. God. But Matt Nagy has been hiding Trubisky's limitations all year, and his offensive scheming is proving to be the core ingredient to their mm. success. Because, I, I mean, I think you would have been happy if Mitch Trubisky put up those numbers. Yeah. The backup does it pretty handedly, yep. takes care of uh, you know Matt Patricia and that, and that Patriots defense that he was uh, bringing yep. over the Detroit Lions. Uh, he hit eight different targets, made some good decisions. Mm. And if you're a Bears fan, you know, let Trubisky sit for another week. Get healthy. They've got the Giants next week. Let the man rest his legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't rush it back. Chase Daniel holding it down. So you're saying, okay, they're two games ahead of the Vikes. You're confident enough to say that they play Chase and let, let Mitch rest up. Is that what you're confident with let, saying? Yeah, hey, if, if it's like, if it's a 50 if it's an 80 20 call, I'm saying yeah. rest Mitch, keep Chase out there. You're going yeah. up against the Giants. They got nothing to play for now. But they are playing quite well, the Giants, as as as, as hard as they are. They're actually, you know, they, they tested, played well they the last three games today. Yeah, so they're, right, they're right. in a little bit of offensive. But th- uh, this would be by far and away the best team the Giants have played in this yeah. three-game stretch. They, yeah. I think they knocked off uh, the Bucks, the 49ers, and just lost to the Eagles. Yeah. I just can't imagine that the Bears are going to let this be a trap game for them. Yeah. they got to keep on rolling, try and get a bye if they can. 
Um, man, their defense came to play, as mm. they always do, these Bears. Mm. Uh, Eddie Jackson with the pick six. Carl Fuller picking off Stafford in the end zone. Mm. Brings me to my point. I want, I want to talk about this earlier. I saved it, Chaz Stafford. If you're a Lions fan, mm-hmm. do you want to keep this guy? Or do you trade him while his value is high at the moment? Like, there's no denying these values high. But do you look at the next five years and say, are we going to do anything with Stafford? Or are we better off trying to get pieces and hitting the rebuild? Well, what? where is he in his contract, Stafford? Oh, I couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. Well, I think... I what, don't know 30? why. I don't know why I have a soft spot for Stafford, but I just do for some reason. I think I've seen we've seen him be successful. Obviously, when he played with Calvin Johnson and Jim, Jim Caldwell all those years ago, I just think the Lions currently don't have enough pieces around Stafford. I know that that sounds like a bit of an excuse, and he's been there for quite a while. But if you look at his receiving core, it's Theo Riddick, Bruce Ellington, Michael Robertson, Kenny Galladay. And then Kenny Galladay, Le- good player. I know, good player. And you got Legarrette Blount in the backfield. Yes, he's won a few Super Bowls, but. No, well, yeah, he's, he's pretty exactly, good. But Kenyon exactly Johnson, well, he, he was out. He yeah. was out. This That's uh, a huge loss to their offense, I think. And I just think the pieces around Stafford, with Matt Patricia, obviously, first year as a head coach, that organization, it just seems like it's all from the top to me. Yeah, I know, for I think, me, it feels like that's been the excuse for the last, like, 10 years of his yeah. career. Because when Matthew, uh, yeah, Matty Stafford was passing to Calvin Johnson, mm. uh, the problem with Matthew Stafford was that he had to target Calvin Johnson. That was yeah. one of the storylines of his career. As soon as Johnson left, they brought in Golden Tate, mm. a couple other options, Marvin Jones, and then they started saying, oh, he can really make things happen. He's really, wow, he's, he's, his play has excelled now that mm. he's not just throwing a Calvin Johnson. But I don't know. I think he's regressed back to the mean. And you've you got to start wondering how much would another team like, say, Jacksonville, mm. give up for a player like Matthew Stafford? I'm not saying he's a bad player, yeah, but yeah. I'm just thinking he's, yeah, he's trade value are things a bit stale. Are things yeah. a bit stale with Detroit? And, yeah. and could this be cause for a reset? I don't know. For me, I'm more of the optimist and just says, no, he needs some more time. He needs different pieces. But you can't just get a new coach, a new GM overnight and just get all these players around him. So it's a tough call because I think he, do, he does have the talent. And I think it would, you know, it would obviously kill you to see him succeed in another system, another offense. Yeah. But. I mean, he's clearly a, an elite player. Don't yeah, and it just depends on what's out there in, in, in terms of the draft at the QB position and um, whether, whether the Lions pretty much just want to hit the reset button or say, you know what, we'll compete for an 8-8, eight 9-7 eight, and, and seven every year, every, you know, year in, year out. Well, that's my see question. see what we can do. So it's it's, like, it's, what's, what's that? Yeah. yeah. That, that's, well, it's that, almost that like that. It's always it's almost like they're kind of settled. Like yeah, this team, <laughs> like a guy, yeah, so it's like when you settled in like, a relationship. Yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. this team is so far from a championship. It's just like <laughs> you know what? Let's give the fans some quality Let's give them a show. games. Let's Look, give them. Yeah, he'll put up four and a half thousand yards yeah. on the season. <laughs> it's going to be fun. He'll break some passing records. Ah, uh, we'll beat the Panthers. Yeah, whatever. Exactly. I so I think I, that's it's, that's it's my a question. Like you know, I know, I know you want more. We all do. In life. I want more I from Matthew think, Stafford. Uh, I want more for him. It just feels like when yeah. uh, Eric Ebron, you know, he goes to the Colts, he explodes. It looks like Rob Gronkowski. He does. And <laughs> sometimes a change of, change of scenery is I beneficial know. for both parties. That's that's yeah. all I'm throwing out there. I know. I mean, like the Giants make a trade for him. He's throwing at Odell Beckham Jr. He's handing off to Saquon Barkley. Giants all of a sudden are a huge. Mm, they're winning the NFC. Up to the, oh, seriously, they're winning the NFC East at yeah. least. I know. I'm just saying. All valid points. Moving along. Moving along. The Washington Redskins headed to Clapperland to face the Red Hot Dallas Cowboys in a battle for the ages, a battle for the NFC East crown. One of the more lucrative prizes in the NFL today. This was the second of the three Thanksgiving games, and I was feeling good because Chase Daniel got up, obviously, for my Bears with a seven-point win, securing the first leg of my multi. Now, the Cowboys in my second leg, a big win, little win, 1-13, and Zeke and company did not disappoint. 
Uh, they defeat the Redskins 31-23, yanking that number one seed from the Skins. And uh, Jay Gruden had his fat hands all over it. And uh, Dak Prescott said, Cole McCoy, little fingers. Dak Prescott said, Cole McCoy is not beating me on national television. I know I've had some stinker games, but this is not happening on my turf. And uh, it was the same old story for the Cowboys. Zeke Elliott, he was cooking. This team is, when he's ready to go, this team is very tough to beat. We know that. It sets up Dak Prescott in the passing game. He feels more comfortable in the pocket when Zeke is feeding. And Amari Cooper, looking like the guy that I saw initially at the Raiders, an absolute machine. He had 180 yards, eight catches for two TDs. Zach, that is 25, 22 and a half yards a catch. That is stealing numbers. Yeah, I got to say, if you want to justify that trade, well, that's the game you point yeah. to. That is unbelievable. And he's making Jerry Jones look like a genius. So Absolutely. credit to Amari Cooper. Says a lot about Oakland as well. Mm, <laughs> he does. I mean, it really, to give up a play like that, yeah. uh, you got a first-round draft pick for him. Admittedly, uh, people thought he won the won the trade. But now yeah. that Amari's playing like uh, he was back in his early seasons, uh, yeah. good on him. Good I for him. I, He's yeah. in a great situation. Potential yeah. triplets, who knows? Who knows? I thought it was Miles Austin out there, the way that number 19 was running around the field. He looks Miles sensational. Austin. And it just shows you how important Zeke is to this offense. He literally controls, the, he dictates the game, yeah. ground and pound running, keeps the defense on us, and then it just opens up the passing game for Dak, we saw last year with no Zeke how inept they were on offense, and it just completely dictated the whole game. The Dallas defense did enough to hold Court McCoy. They held Adrian Peterson, the Redskins, running back to 12 carries, 35 yards rushing, which completely neutralized the running game. Ouch. And made Court McCoy throw the ball. And if you do that, you're going to win most games against the Skins. Um, well, does this signal, signal uh, uh, Redskins slide, Chaz? They're 6-5 and five now, uh, still in playoff as as, contention. As, as soon as Smith went down, that slide was well and truly intact. Yeah. In underway, underway, yeah, it was intact. It was underway. It was in, it was in the process. Yeah, these Philadelphia Eagles, they, Philadelphia. Got, them, they got them twice. <laughs> Colt McCoy. No, twice. You, come on, you can't tell me that Colt McCoy is a is a viable option at quarterback. I'm just saying. Uh, well, they did sign Mark Sanchez uh, yeah. this week, so if things go down for Colt McCoy, we can rely on Mark Sanchez. <laughs> they playing for his third. Similar to Brandon Marshall Tutelage. Uh, <laughs> playing for his third NFC East team in three years. Who? Mark Sanchez. Oh, Sanchez. He played for the Eagles uh, three years ago or four years ago. Yeah. He played for, played for Dallas. Dallas last year. Of course he was, yeah. And now he's playing for uh, wow. the Redskins. He's just ticking off all the boxes. He's, he's uh, making things happen. Yeah. Well, uh, your boy Colt, he actually fought valiantly. 63% of his passes, two TDs, but three picks. Yeah, that's uh, a bit of Nathan Peterman about it. And uh, in Clapland, <laughs> that's not getting it done. Uh, the Redskins tight ends, they feasted. You know, Jordan Reed, Vernon Davis, you feel sorry for Jordan Reed. He's such a good player when he's on the field, which is ten percent of the time. Yeah, it's tough. And he looks like a really good tight end. He got he was filthy. There was a there was a um a clash of helmets. A Dallas DB literally went to take his neck off. Yeah, and they didn't call a foul. And, and no was, flag was thrown. He's about that, was he? He, he was going up and down the sideline for about twenty minutes. Remember that wow. college guy we saw on Saturday? He yeah, was, he was worse than that. Oh wow. Yeah. Gosh. And uh, good to see Vernon Davis still out there. Uh, yeah. Pay homage to one of the greats. Um, Keep it up, Vernon. But, Zach, I've got to ask you, do you see Dallas giving up that number one seed with five weeks left? Hey, man, I think it's anyone's game at this at this point, right? It's anyone's game. Yep. I mean, Eagles are one game behind them. If there was one team that was going to, you know, flick the switch and turn back into a championship caliber side, it's going to be these Philadelphia Eagles. I'm not giving up on them. Yeah. Despite the fact they haven't given me a lot of uh, reasons <laughs> to be optimistic. 
Uh, yeah, it is. The Dallas Cowboys are in the driver's seat, Chaz. It is theirs yeah. to lose. Um, but, you know, you've got to win a few more games before you. We can really uh, sign off on that. It's, mm. what, they're 6-5 and five now? Yep. Wow. You know, they've got to play the Eagles again. The Eagles have got some divisional games against Colt McCoy. We don't Colt know. McCoy. Uh, but it's tight. Yeah, it is. Oh, what no. is it? It yeah. is. What was it? Yep. It yeah. is tight. I was just looking at the Philly sketch. It's tight. Just wanted to see who's playing next week. I mean, Dallas, week. Dallas have got, uh, got the, the Saints, Saints coming into town on Thursday Night Football. You're hosting Colt McCoy on Monday night. Of course, so, of course you are. we'll what see. A, what a joke. We will see, Chaz. What a disgrace. Uh, um, everyone in the NFC has got to play those Saints. <laughs> it's not uh, not an easy yeah. road. I'm glad we got ours out of the way. Yes. 48-7 to seven loss. Tactical. Just <laughs> throw that game. Keep the troops honest. Yeah, that's it. Moving on to the stinkers. Talking about Philly, we are talking about the Giants traveling to Philadelphia. I would not call uh, this game a stinker. Okay, oh, yeah, we had, we had, yeah, we had, yeah, not good. Zach had his, yeah, not good. I didn't even consider it for well, stinkers. It was your game, but I was watching um, that whole thing. Yeah. It was great. I flicked on in a red zone. I think it was the, the Giants and the Eagles, and I think he was trying to sell it. Um, the great Scott Hansis um, with Philly. Scott getting Hans- a- I, I realized last week we said Hansis. It's Hanson. Scott oh, Hanson. Sorry, Scott. Hansen. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Scott. Scott. We love you, bro. Um, and Philly, you know, they did, the, they did what they needed to do. Well, uh, man, a, they a were down. Point, well, I don't in know a what hole. the score specific were, but <laughs> what, what was the score when they were down? Uh, they were down 19 to 3. Jesus, <laughs> where was that? <laughs> Wish I was watching. It was yes, a rough one, one mate. Was it was a big comeback for these Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. Uh, at one point, I thought, well, this, this sums up our season. Uh, everything's oh, on the line. I wish I was texting. Yeah, you really could have got, you could have dug into me deep. Um, I was meant to go to the gym. I slept in. No, it was it was a rough one, let me tell you. But yeah. uh, the Eagles claw back. And yeah. Whatever happened to the running game, I'm not sure. But Saquon Barkley was doing damage in the first half. He was putting up major numbers. Yeah. Uh, they were controlling the game. Even uh, El- Odell Beckham Jr. was getting some catches. Uh, the Eagles' secondary was down to, like, Doug Peterson was running out there, for God's sake. I, yeah. I don't know what was going on. And then something switched. And yeah. Just a, a flick of the switch. I don't know if Pat Shermer changed his game is. plan, but nothing happened. They only put up three points in the second half, and the Eagles came storming back. What the hell is wrong with these people? Seriously. Yeah. Three points in one half of football after the dominance that they had. Sakon, I'm just looking at his stats now, OBJ. Uh, it's incredible, and it just really personifies the G-Man. The um, G-Man! The G-Man! Up 19-3 against a division rival, and they're all talking throughout the week about all these Giants fans in the States thinking they can just win seven Let's in a row. Let's run the table. Well, they, 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 didn't, they, didn't, yeah, they didn't have a rough slate. Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, Eagles weren't a tough matchup, and it looks like, they, it looks like they were in control, but uh, a couple of late-game Fourth down conversions by the Eagles. A yeah. great, some great passing from Carson Wentz. He hit Alshon Jeffrey for like a forty-yard gain. Yep. It was fourth and eleven. He hits Alshon, uh, bloody Nelson Aguilar. Yep. And then he's, old, still, he's old, still playing. He is. He's still they had. Um, well. I saw it. It was an incredible stat. It's with, uh, tell me if I'm wrong. It's week twelve. It is week and 12. And Zach Ertz had 84 receptions, a Philadelphia tight end franchise record in one season. Wow. And I was thinking, 84 receptions? Are you kidding me? In the history of the Philadelphia Eagles. Like, that's like your record? Yeah, but I mean... That's it's seven a game. But tight ends have not historically been receiving weapons until, like, you know, the Shannon Sharps of the world yeah. came into play. So, But when you, but when who, you look at it from that perspective... All those factors into consideration. Because, um, you know, we're obviously Brent Selleck, an incredible player, but he was, was never a high possession... He was never a high possession Brent receiver. Brent Selleck. Uh, you know, he wasn't <laughs> someone catching 10 balls a game. Yeah. 
84, yeah, it's pretty low, but still, I mean, but a as franchise could, record like week 12. My dad, I know that's, I'm not Zach, playing out Philly. I'm saying that's an incredible thing to have by week 12. It is, and, and Zach Ertz is on track to get 110, 112, yeah, he, or whatever he, it is. He's feasting, and you've awesome. seen his wife. She's, um, she plays for the U.S. soccer team. She's gorgeous. She is beautiful. He does and very well. A, they're, a in the US, they're in the ESPN body issue. Um, which I would like to get in at some stage. Yeah, get that one um, uh, delivered to the front door <laughs> under a different alias. So I think uh, it was yeah. uh, Charles Queen. Incredible win by Philly. Um, well, a must win. And just shutting the door on that Giants comeback. Yep. And they must love that. They'll be rejoicing. I was sweating, Chaz, because if the Eagles lost this game, they would have been 4-7 and seven, and the Giants would have been 4-7. It would have really just imagine, hit home. That's what I was thinking the, the whole first pork. half. I was like, oh, my God. I thought yeah. the Giants were the worst team in football. We've yeah. got the same record as them. Yeah. But they get the win, and all of a sudden, five and six, the sky's not yeah. falling, and the Eagles, oh, you don't want to face them, mate. You don't want to face them. You don't want to face them. Monday especially Night Football. With, especially with Golden Tate. Huge matchup coming up. Um, oh, you'll smash the skins. That's, that's well, we'll even, see. That's it's, not, it's, not, it's not a given. But I think, uh, I was, we're not going to get into this, but just imagine being in Philly right now. Oh, you'd be feeling pretty good, right? All the hype. But imagine just being in Philly, like talking shit. I wanted like to be in Philly in February. Bar. That's when yeah, I wanted uh, to be in Philadelphia. Uh, tell me about it. Uh, tell me about uh, it, mate. Uh, All right, let's move on to the stinkers, Chaz. This was a stinker. Yeah, it wasn't. It's up for debate. It was a big win on the last <laughs> second. Uh, oh, by the way, the, the last drive, the Eagles got the ball back. Oh, Five-minute drive. Don't need to talk about this. Five-minute drive. Fans want to move on. Five-minute drive. Unbelievable. <laughs> fans like, yeah. That's how you control the ball. That's how you win the game. Shouldn't have been televised. Chaz. Shouldn't have been televised. Uh, moving along. Your game was a... Uh, whatever. Moving along, the stinkers, Chaz. Arizona yeah. went to San Diego, and I'm watching Red Zone in the morning. Uh, Scott Hansen yeah. doing his bit. And the cards are up 10-0 following a Fitzgerald touchdown. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, my God. This is classic. Uh, I actually not saw San this Diego, as well. LA Chargers. Vintage. Don't Chads. tell me. Not two in a row. Don't lose to Denver and then to Arizona yeah. and go crashing out of the playoffs. And then Philip Rivers said, no, 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 we ain't doing that shit. Yeah, we're going to go 45 zip. Yeah, he rocks up and delivers. The superstar quarterback completed an NFL record 25 consecutive passes oh to start my the goodness. game. 25 of 25 at one point. Insane. Uh, and finished with the highest completion percentage in league history, 96.6 for those playing at home. Oh, my God. Uh, he is behind only... Maybe Drew Brees and Patrick Mahomes uh, in MVP, MVP discussions. Okay, Jared Goff. You got to think. No, I think I think Philip Rivers doing more. Strong case. Uh, I think he's doing more. Uh, he ranks in the top five in terms of completion percentage, yards per attempt, and touchdown to interception ratio. Chargers ended up outgaining the Cardinals four hundred and fourteen yards to one hundred and forty nine. Mm. And what I liked about this game, Chaz, is you saw a little bit of everything from the Chargers. They were hitting Mike Williams for a couple of touchdowns. Melvin Gordon was doing some damage despite getting an injury, and hopefully he'll be cleared to play in a few weeks. Yeah, but how severe is that? Uh, we don't know yet. Okay. We don't know yet. Yep. But um, Eckler will be able to stand up in his place yep. for a couple of weeks or however long he needs to recover. Hopefully, yep. it's not a season-ending injury. Keenan Allen making things happen. Mm. He's just got a plethora of options. Antonio yeah. Gates is still rocking around. He's still, yeah. If he's not on the oxygen mask. But yeah. they're a dangerous team, Chaz, the Chargers. Absolutely. I, I genuinely think like, they're a hot contender. I think probably the third best team in the AFC at the moment. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, after the Pittsburgh loss, oh, you know, are they... I, I, yeah. like, it's hard to tell where they sit, but I, I'd probably still rank them third behind uh, the Chiefs, the Steelers, so yeah, they're above the Pats. I think they're better than the Pats at the moment. I think they are too. I think if they went up against the Pats, 
Neutral field? I agree. They probably they probably win. Yeah, I think they have enough pieces on defense. Joey Bosa. Joey is, Bosa's back. So he's back. So that's yeah. that's huge for them. Their secondary is solid. Um they got a lot of offensive pieces. Obviously, Melvin Gordon's gonna be healthy come the play come playoff time. Hopefully. Um you're pretty confident they're gonna get that wild card spot, obviously, with the Chiefs keeping pace with them. And currently in the playoff picture, they're facing the Steelers, which is a game that I would almost pencil that is the Chargers win. Considering their recent form line and the Steelers, I'm just thinking a little bit too rocky for me at the moment. It does feel like the Ch- uh, the, sorry, the Steelers are more uh, turnover prone, and the Steelers yeah. have almost taken the Chargers moniker of yeah. of losing those kind of games. Absolutely. I mean, I know we're putting we're heaping a lot of shit on a Steelers team who yeah. uh, we're actually on a six game winning streak before losing to Denver. Yeah. But yeah, there's just something about the Chargers that I like a bit more. Yeah. I think uh, I, I think I like Philip Rivers' play this year more than Big Ben. Yeah, Benz. and it's almost like they're over that complete slump of just throwing games away for no reason. And I do think that uh yeah, to come a playoff time, I trust Philip Rivers more to make enough plays than Ben Roethlisberger. And I almost think Ben Roethlisberger has this innate ability to just throw three picks and just throw a game and be like, Oh shit. Yeah. Gotta bring <laughs> his team back, gotta throw four TDs in the fourth quarter. And I just don't see that kind of thing holding up in the playoffs. And I think the Chargers I can't even that really good spot. They're kind of primed for a playoff run. They haven't had one in a while. Mm. And I think this team's got the motivation. They've got the pieces. And they've got the quarterback who's been around long enough to want this that badly. Well, I think it's between them, uh, the, the Chargers, the Colts, and the Chiefs as the three most exciting teams coming Absolutely. out of the AFC. I, I hope all of them are in the playoffs. And I hope all of them evaporate the Pats and Steelers well, out of sheer boredom of the just AFC. Just let's, let's shake things Play up a bit. Else. Let's For God's sakes, we don't care. I don't want to see Brady go to Heinz Field in the AFC Championship. Oh, and it's bloody... Negative four, and James Harrison is waving to the crowd. Piss off. <laughs> I want to see Chiefs charges. I want to see 45 to 42. Yeah, that would be a. I want to see. Is it, what's his name? Wendell Lynn? The coach? Oh, um, Wendell Scott Smallwood. Wendell. Scott Wendell. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Anthony. Lynn. Anthony Lynn. <laughs> Anthony Lynn. <laughs> Anthony Lynn. <laughs> Bloody Jezza. So, I like Anthony Lynn. Like, his like clock management's questionable and he's yeah. made some bad calls over the years, but he, he's got a great team around him, yeah. man. He's got a great team around him. What I was actually meant to mention uh, back in the Steelers analysis, Big Ben, as you were saying, he's got this uncanny ability to kind of throw three picks, but 460 yards. Yeah. He's had 11 touchdowns to Antonio Brown, but in those 11 touchdown throws, he's had nine picks. Oh, my God. When throwing to Antonio Brown. So, that is just an interesting yeah. statistic over there. Obviously, Antonio Brown's warranting a lot more heavy, coverage from the reliance from the yeah. other team, but, it's, it's but he still makes these plays where it's like occasionally, yeah, I get let Antonio make a play and you know and bust bust coverage in a route, but sometimes he's just like he just heaves it. Yeah, and like, that's what yeah. that's what lost him the game. Yeah, despite the fact that Ben Roethlisberger called it a fluke catch. Yeah, uh, that's what lost him the game. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Moving that's uh, very intriguing. We love the charge. We're going to get behind him for this playoff run. Moving on to another stinker, and it was it really it really did live up to its billing. The Jags traveling to Buffalo uh, for an AFC South, really a pride game, uh, with the Titans and Texans battling out for the one and two spot. This game was uh, everything the Jags needed, just for a a, a locker room bolstering perspective. Just, yeah, um, get the morale up, get the yeah. self respect up. We're gonna yep. go to Buffalo, take care of business. Exactly right. We're gonna get the job done against a team that is on their heels. <laughs> uh, uh, with Josh Allen returning, a- I think this was his return game. Josh Allen, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been out for yeah. a while. Matt Barkley was holding down the fort for a while there. Nathan Peterman yeah. throwing interceptions all over the shop. Yeah, uh, was this a rematch from the playoffs? This last year? was the wild card nine three. <sighs> uh, so we were looking for some of that sizzle again. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so 
you're looking at this, and one of the great storylines we saw was obviously Jalen Ramsey earlier in the season, but cornerback preseason, the, the cornerback for the, the Jags, Jags. Um, just paying out Josh Allen, calling him trash, and uh, before it even played a snap in the NFL, yeah, and just from what John Ramsey had seen in his progressions in the, in the college college game, he wasn't impressed, and Josh Allen just gave him a big old bird today uh, on the field, delivering, washed him, mate, he gave a him a bath, absolutely. Just tearing up this Jags secondary, which is just a shell of their 2017 self. He had eight completions, Josh Allen. <laughs> um, a bath. A bath. Eight out of 19 <laughs> attempts, 160 yards and a touchdown. What a um, bath. Oh. No, but he was even Don't more Don't forget damaging. to get behind your ears. Do not forget the legs of Josh Allen. He had 99 yards rushing oh, good on and you. a TD. And, uh, you know, Kelvin Benjamin was an, had an impact. He had a catch. For 32 yards. And it was also... Had to hit the bench know, after that one. It was a bit rough but on if, the But, you know, you got to uh, think lungs. of Josh Allen. You complete um, eight, eight passes. You are going to get the wood over Blake Bortles. He, uh, he had 127 yards, one TD, and two picks. And this is very reminiscent of last year's playoff game. It is. This quarterback play. Almost tripling the scores, but it was very, very, very similar defensive kind of showing. And Blake Bortles has to be the most depressing NFL storyline that I have witnessed in recent memory. I almost, I, as much as I hate the Jags D and the shit that they talk, I feel terrible that they have to go watch this guy every week. And there's like, there's nothing they can do till the end of the season. Really. There's a lesson through all of this in not settling for less. Yeah. The Jags had an opportunity to try and sign Terod Taylor, to mm. trade for Teddy Bridgewater, mm. to go after Eli Manning at this point would have been mm. a better option mm-hmm. than signing Blake Bortles. 36 million, two years, mm. and going through one of the most disappointing seasons in, in recent memory. I mm. mean, you come off one, you're one play away from going to the Super Bowl, for Christ's sake, and now mm-hmm. you look like the Jags that we knew for about 10 yeah. odd years with between the Blaine Gabbards and the Chad Hannies of the mm. world. It's rough. And you know who said enough is enough? The Cleveland Browns uh, with Hugh Jackson, and they've turned mm. it around since then. They're feeling themselves. I don't know what Jacksonville does, but I think. Whatever it is, it can't involve Blake Bortles next year. Absolutely not. I don't know who they trade for. I don't know who they try and get. Anyone else. At this point. He is anemic. Get Matt Barkley. He he is a virus to this Jags team. Which is weird because he has some good games. Exactly. And other times he just can't do anything. This year he just looks so pedestrian. Just like 10 to 15 yard balls. And do you honestly think in week 12 of this season after everything that happened last year, we would say the Browns are in a better spot than the Jags? (laughs) Because that is the truth. That is the truth. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I'll tell you who I'd rather be going for yeah. right now. And Jalen Rams, they're talking about him getting traded next year, potentially leaving Jacksonville, which <sighs> essentially could cause just like a domino effect with that entire defense. And that defense is dysfunctional as it is. A bunch of wackos on that, on that defense. Which is ridiculous because they were one of the best defenses in the history of the league and last year. And now they're just completely cooked. And absolutely, if, if I'm Jalen Ramsey, I want out of there. Blake Bortles has got to go. And it's this, this, this season's a write-off. The Bills, get the pride, get the chockies. And uh, good on him. Four wins. We I wouldn't have called four wins for the Bills this year. No, I mean I was I think, surprised to see one. But they're, yeah. they're 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 playing well. Their defense is is pretty legit. Like they're, yeah. they're they're all right. I'm still you know jury's out on Josh Allen. Yeah, he's making yeah. some some moves with his legs, but eight completions probably not what you want. Yeah, uh, but uh, we'll see. He's still a rookie. You know, you got to give him time. Yeah, it's just devastating for the Jags. They've regressed oh, so much. Babyface Josh Allen. Yeah. 
Moving on, Chaz. Oakland traveled to the Baltimore Ravens' homestead where Lamar Jackson was waiting and delivered. Uh, they keep the good times rolling, set themselves in the playoff seating at 6-5. and five. Mate, Lamar Jackson was impressive on the ground, didn't do much in the first half, but then ripped up 71 yards and a touchdown on the day. Gus Edwards, of course, uh, the uh, rookie running back, I believe, or running back at least, mm. um, who kind of had a coming out party last week, continued that uh, good time for 118 yards. And you just, you got to think, is it worth going back to Joe Flacco at this point? Well, they asked, they asked John Harbour. They asked old Johnny after the game, and uh, he was pretty mum on the whole situation, did not say anything, which kind of lets you know that I think they want to stick with Lamar. Now, obviously, Joe Flacco, mm. as we said last week, yep. a better pocket passer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, I mean, you got two wins. You so Flacco is, Flacco is healthy and not eligible to play. I'm not sure week. about is that. Right? I'm You're not, not sure. 100% sure. Okay. But he was just asked whether yep. they'd be going back to Joe. Yep. And, um, yeah, mum's the word. Because they had, um, obviously, Lamar Jackson not rushing, uh, I think, 28 carries he had last week. Yeah, 27. 27 NFL carries, record. NFL record for a quarterback. So, obviously, limiting that this week with only 11 for 71 and a touchdown. Using, utilizing more in the passing game, 178 yards of TD and two picks, but still getting the job done against this Raiders D. Uh, he was looking pretty rough at the start of the game, mate. At one point, he was 9 for 18, 140 yards and two kind of ugly picks. They were tip passes, but they were his fault. But fortunately, yeah, the Ravens day looks strong again. Uh, I don't know if you heard of this guy, Matt Judon. Judon? Judon? Judon. He had three sacks in a row. Yes. Three sacks in a row. Uh, the last one being fumbled by Derek Carr. Terrell Suggs scoops it up uh, in a huge return, picks up six. The man hasn't had a touchdown in 10 years. He's feeling himself. And uh, T. Sizzle and the rest of the Ravens really that. feeling themselves after yep. this game. It's, it's it's exciting for them. They get to six and five. And Chaz, they're back on. They are. They are back on. And they're nipping at the heels of the, count, of the Texans. You cannot count them out, the Ravens. No, no matter where they are in the season, you cannot count them out. They have just enough players to make a push. They've still got Joe Flacco, obviously. I think he'll come back probably not this Put week. Put him out at receiver again. I think he was looking pretty Maybe. good at receiver. Do a, do a Philly special. I don't care yeah. what it is. But the Ravens are still very much in that picture. Currently, they're in the playoff picture at Houston in that first week of the playoffs. Which we so pray which for. we could easily add to that wager. I would rather that. Oh, absolutely. Because just the, the bant of, of going to Houston <sighs> I read in a, that fortress I'd chuck and 50. getting the W. I'd chuck 50 on the on I Baltimore. would happily put 50 on that. Just would because you put of the whole the storyline this year. Absolutely. Just because the whole storyline yeah. and, and, and the sheer bant out of that would oh. just be absolute gold. And to Sean... You just, uh, you, uh, yeah, like I, I, I couldn't, uh, we'll see what happens tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I think, um, uh, yeah, it's going to yeah, be great. Bruce McAvaney about it's, you, mate. It's, it's going to be great to see Jason Witten commentate this game. I might, I might actually record it. <laughs> um, but um, Ravens and Texas, shape it up to be a great wild card battle. But to be honest, as much as I want to see that, I do want to see my Colts in the playoffs. So there's a lot of Why requests your, I have. Any team that's kind of hot, they're your team now. My Colts. <laughs> I love my Colts. Uh, my Saints. And uh, <laughs> a great a great game for the Ravens, doing what they need to do. And John Gruden and his team moved to 2-9 and nine now. It's surprising he hasn't been assassinated in Oakland yet, considering just how putrid they've been this year. Almost rival. Actually, it's hard to say. Who knew uh, trading away two of your best players that caused this? Yeah. Uh, Must be so great for that internal coaching staff to see Cooper and Mac playing their best football. <laughs> Looking absolutely unbelievable. Yep. Hey, the Ravens have got um, a 
fairly tough slate on the way home. They got to play the Chiefs and the Chargers both away, but they host the Bucks and the Browns, um, which look pretty winnable. And then they're traveling to Atlanta next week, so it's tough to say where four wins comes out of that. Yeah, uh, but if they can somehow manage, did you say Bucks, Browns, and Falcons? They've got to play at the Falcons next yeah, week. I think that's still a win. Atlanta will find a way. They go, they go, they go to the Atlanta. Chiefs. That's a loss. Then they host the Bucks. Yeah, that's a win. Then they go to the Chargers. That's a loss. And they host the Browns. That's a win. That last so three and that, two. That so they week finish. seventeen game against the Browns is looking yeah. spicy already. So that's dude. nine and seven. I think hosting Cleveland. I think they get the win there. Tough game. Yeah, tough game. No doubt about that. No no gimmies. Yeah, let's move on to a game which shouldn't require too long because it was the Patriots traveling to the Jets and a classic, you know, stock standard win for the Pats. Telling us no more about this team and where they're at. I still think, despite the fact that they're 8-3, I just do not see it this year with the Patriots. Anytime you get to play the Bills twice and the Jets twice. And the Jets twice. And the Miami twice. It's just hard to tell what kind of team you are. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, Sonny Michel. Is a massive return for the Patriots. He's 133 yards and a touchdown off 21 carries. Ooh, baby. Completely bolsters that Patriots offense. Brady, workmanlike, 20 for 31, 283, two touchdowns. Julian Edelman, your boy, getting involved, 84 yards and a touchdown. And Gronk. Love me, Julian. With a beautiful catch over the safety, 56 yards and a touchdown. Gronk's back. All the all the key aspects of the Patriots clicking well, but I'm just not looking into it too much because it was the Jets. Well, they're taking um, care of business as they do. It's good to see. Yeah, but the Jets... Um, Josh McCown had uh, 276 TD and a pick. Um, Kinsey and Nunwa. That's Jermaine right. Kearse. Kinsey. Jermaine Kearse earning that paycheck down in New York. Couldn't have stayed at Seattle. Uh, six catches, 66 at a touchdown. You're going to be going through the motions now if you're the Jets. Though, oh, right? like God. You're, what not, you, what you're not you starting your rookie what? anymore. What are you playing for? You're just trying to get the reps up. Is Darnold, young kids. Donald out? He's hurt. Man. Okay, he's hurt. That's fine. He's hurt, and he's getting from all those for, interceptions he was throwing. He's getting ready for next year. Yeah, he's 21 um, years old. He's got some time to develop. Plenty of time. But the Patriots now move to that second C, which is huge, and the Steelers the got to keep pace. Yeah, it's just the burdensome nature of being the Chargers in the AFC West. Eight and three, your second. You know, if they if they're in their own division, they got the second seed. I'm not mm. stating the obvious here, but they deserve yeah. that second seed. The Chargers, the way they're playing. And it's, it's just it's just not fair. It'd be yeah. great. Yeah, it would be great. But that's the way, uh, that's the way the cookie, it's... cookie crumbles. Well, uh, Goodell should look into it. Um, <laughs> move a franchise. Because it's not fair. No, it is not. Uh, is that all you got to say about the Pats? It's pretty standard uh, stuff. Not too much to standard. take away. Um, well, let's move on. I think this is the last game, Chaz. Oh, this doesn't even need to be said. Uh, it really doesn't. Yeah, you know you're in trouble when your game is less interesting than Jags at Bills. But the San Francisco 49ers went to Tampa Bay. Um... Probably, like, this game was a contender for one of the Worst games that I've given the least shit about <laughs> all season. Like, and we love football. We do. But yeah. you look at it, like, even the Jags, Bills, like, there was a bit of drama around Jalen Ramsey. You know, yeah. Josh Allen's making some things happen. This is like, there's no seating implications for San Francisco at Tampa Bay. There's no interesting offensive players. Uh, Garoppolo's not in. It's like, there's yeah. just no one. It's the who there's gives nothing, a fuck yeah. bowl. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Tampa I, Bay get the win. If I had this in the Bachelorette, I'd put Bachelorette on. Oh, that's geez. Yeah. Wow. That says a bit. I'm not going to watch Nick Mullins against Jameis Winston. Stink it up. Because <laughs> this. I feel I mean, bad for the Bucks because Winston yeah. played well, which might lead them to keeping him next year. But it's like he's <laughs> played well against the 49ers. Like, give it a rest. <laughs> Did have his best game to date. Um, yeah. I guess the team, yeah, the defense is ranked 10th overall. So yeah. a bit of credit with Chris Chew. Yeah. But, 
312 yards, two TDs. At least it wasn't four picks. They didn't have to bring out the Fitz magic once again. Um, but, uh, yeah, no controversy for the 49ers when Garoppolo gets back. I think Nick Mullins will yeah. head back to the sideline. Chaz, uh, any final thoughts uh, on 49ers <laughs> at Tampa Bay? Absolutely not. Uh, as you said, probably the most devastating part of that win was the Bucks and Jameis Winston's performance yep. and just keeping around. I think Dirk, for the can't wait to Tampa. see Dirk Cutter fired on NFL.com and, and then it's like breaking, like like it's not it's expected. Not um, like walking corpse. So Dirk Cutter, yeah, absolutely walking corpse. And uh, this had no merit whatsoever and probably one of the worst games of the year. I think it's up there with Cards Niners. But Cards Niners are actually kind of competitive. That was 18-15. And at least um, that's a divisional rivalry. Maybe yeah. like... Uh... Um, hey, uh, full credit to Mike Evans. He reached 1,000 yards a game. I think Shit. this is his fifth season. God. Doing that, which yeah. is uh, well, uh, very good. With good the good people you. around him. That's like 4,000, I reckon. Yeah, you got to uh, count that. And Jaquiz, don't forget Jaquiz. He had five five oh. carries at 31. Jaquiz. Oh, Jaquiz. So good on him. Good on him. Chaz, as we always do, mate, we have come to the fourth down where we take a bit of a Michael Dixon and we have a punt. Speaking of punts, uh, we both lost out on Thanksgiving, so it made for a very boring Sunday. Oh, it's terrible. I was going to put another one on Sunday night. I liked the Redskins against the Dallas Cowboys. Degenerate. I was like, I was going to put another multi on Sunday night. I was like, just can't do it. I can't bring myself to it. One multi a week, $5 is my rule. And uh, obviously, I had the Bears. I had Chase Daniel one thirteen that got up. Yep. Dallas doing what they you know actually delivering. Dallas very unexpected. I had them one to thirteen, and then I had Saints one to thirteen as well. So I think three one to thirteens in succession on the same day is going to hurt you. Well, the Fal- Falcons getting within fourteen and. That was my multi, but it actually made me feel okay because I had the Steelers to win at Denver, so that didn't work out, and I had the Colts to win hosting Miami, so I wouldn't have won anyway, so that makes me feel good. Yeah, you should feel good for not winning, you bet. Um, I also was kind of feeling myself. I thought the Redskins were going to put up more of a fight against the Cowboys. They did not, but I did did take the Saints at the money line. Uh, I took the Ravens because I was feeling them against those pesky Raiders. Yeah. Always a challenge. Uh, got my charges up, and uh, but unfortunately, yeah, was out early in yeah. the week. So yeah. alas, but Chaz, I'm feeling myself this week, mate. Oh, yeah. I'm taking a look at the lines. There's not a lot out for me because Bet365 reckon that they need a bit more time to decide what the lines are. However, looking at what's on offer, I'm liking these Saints at minus seven and a half against the Dallas Cowboys. I I'm don't not know. Sure about minus seven and a half because it's about- at Dallas. Oh yeah, because. It's an absolute fortress. I'm just saying, if it was in New Orleans, about this would be 48 to 14. But I just think Dallas, at Dallas, they're in really good form, and Zeke's going to just pound it. They're going to keep the ball away from Drew Brees for the majority of the game. That's not I true. think I don't think you're giving Dallas enough credit. I think they're going to. I think I think minus seven and a half is a little bit too dangerous for me. What do What do the Dallas Cowboys do well? They run the football. What do the Saints do well? They defend the run. I'm just saying. <laughs> I think everything that the Cowboys do, the Saints do better. Defense. Anything you can do, I can do better. 100%. Offensive line, running backs. they got Melvin Ingram and Alvin Kamara. I'd take both those guys yep. over one Ezekiel Elliott. Drew Brees, not even close compared to Dak Prescott. Yep. Michael Thomas is better than uh, Cooper. 
The defense is better. I'm just, I like the Saints and I'm taking them. I'm backing them in, Chaz, and I'm going to make it. Minus seven and a half. That is make just a perfect Vegas call just for, the, just for the Nuffingtons to go. Saints are informing us, smash the Cowboys, and people don't, people don't sleep on Dallas. That's why, I, that's why I've gone just the win. I've just gone Saints to win. Soft cut. That's fine. For my multi. Shriveling. A- anything else you got there? A bit cold outside there, mate. Kansas City Chiefs minus 15. Oh, that's I'm, too big. I'm, I'm just going. Gone, I've just gone 14 plus. Yeah, you take absolutely. the minus fifteen and a half. Yeah, well, it's either that or plus fourteen. I like what yeah, you I've did there. I've got plus fourteen, but I mean, it's basically the same thing. Well, yeah. What's what's a point or not here? Uh, big balls that comes between you and me winning your multi. Let me know. <laughs> Get up by two touchdowns. Yeah. Happily board. Um, absolutely. Uh, speaking of big lines um, or big lions, <laughs> a few big lions back in the day. Um, the Rams go to Detroit. Yeah. I'm taking them just to win. You got it at minus 10? No, I'm not going to take the minus 10. because Come on. The Rams <laughs> do this thing where they just they they etch out a win, but they did it with Green Bay. They did it with Seattle. Don't fall for the line with the Rams. You're putting, you're putting Detroit with that, Green Bay and Seattle. And what's Detroit's record? Four uh, and seven? They played easier teams. <laughs> they played the same very teams. They're in the same division, mate. Very difficult teams. I'm just saying that's that's what they do. People, I feel like they're people gonna helping people. they're gonna stoop down to the the competition and they get a win by like two to five points. Okay. And look, yeah. I'm just taking them to win. Okay. Right. You gave them the win. That's good. And that's your third. I league. don't have the Broncos line, but I'm taking them over Cincinnati. I don't care <laughs> what it is, mate. I'm in love with the Broncos. You're taking the piss. You cannot bet against Dolts. It's <laughs> exactly what he does. He'll, the he'll, curse he'll... of Hugh Jackson, mate. I love AJ. Will go I love off. Uh, whatever Hugh Jackson is whispering into Marvin Lewis's ear. It is not working. Wait, what I'm have you got? Him. Have you got Denver to win? Just to win. <laughs> he trusted Case on the road. I'm trusting. You know, I'm trusting the, the Denver road. defense, man. Used to be the Chargers, but apart from that, <laughs> Case Keenum's rubbish on the road, and I would never, ever back Denver. You're ever. enough. Ever. They just, knocked off two cha- they just knocked off two AFC contenders. So we'll be at least at least hang around for the 4.30 games. Is this like all the <laughs> is this all the one o'clock jobs? Uh, no, that's a 4.30 job. Oh, that's all right. You'll be around. Yeah. You'll yeah. be around until about 6.30. I'll be kicking, mate. No yeah. worries. Who have you got? So that's your, that's your multi? Yeah, I've got four legs. Four legs. What's the payoff? Four legs. I haven't done the calculations. Oh, okay. Uh, it's well, not about I've the payoff, got, mate. It's about the lines. Initially, it is what it is. I don't had, bet the money. I don't yeah. bet. Don't let the line play you. Yeah, that's it. Uh, initially, I had nine legs um, because I like a lot of the lines this week, but I think I've just gone the eight. Um, I've taken one out. I don't know which one it was. <laughs> Conservative but I've got, decision. I've got um, the Tennessee Titans hosting the Jets. Uh, I'm, no doubt McCown will be playing. I like Tennessee at minus seven at home. Minus seven? Yep. I like them. At, I, don't, I don't think the Jets will be able to keep pace with Mariota. Tennessee, obviously, offensive a, juggernaut an known easy, for their scoring. Easy, easy W and Mike Rabel. I've got the Chiefs at 14 plus. Didn't want to go minus 15 and a half. Not a Nuffington. I've got the Patriots hosting Minnesota. Minus four and a half. Oh. I like that line. I think Gronk's in form. He had like a big game up. today. I think four and a half is just didn't enough. He, I think they win by a he, touchdown. Didn't he just say that you can't tell what the Patriots are doing because they yeah. played the Jets? Like, yeah. and, and But at, at home, Foxborough, if this was in Minnesota, I wouldn't touch it. But I think at Foxborough, they're very hard to beat. I think minus four and a half is enough. I've got Seattle hosting San Fran at minus 10. Minus 10? Yeah. I think they win by two touchdowns. Oh. Russell Wilson's in form. Pete Carroll just said Seattle are in, already in playoff mode. But don't you feel and like a Seattle or a team, smash. Seattle or a team that if they get up by 10, they're just going to sit on the lead? Like They're not going to no. keep scoring? No. They're going to no. be like, hey, let's just run the football, get rid of the clock? No. They want to get that offense clicking heading into <laughs> December. I think I've got Green Bay as well hosting Arizona at the, at the line. Minus, minus 11 and a half. <laughs> they do not deserve Absolutely. that line. But they, but they will get that line. Against they Josh will. Rosen. 
They will get that line in Lambeau. I feel like it is score 11 and a half the way they're playing. I've got the Rams at minus 10, host at Detroit. I think that's an absolute You're offensive You're taking the minus juggernaut. 10. Minus 10. I've got the Saints just to win Enough. at Dallas, just to win. Yeah. And I've got Carolina at minus three and a half at Tampa. That line should be bigger. I know it should be. It's a joke. That's actually, I'm going to chuck. I didn't have that line. Yeah. I'm chucking it Chuck on. that in there. I'm just thinking the ones I'm not sure about. Maybe I take out Seattle just to be at minus 10. Well, I, I think just, everything else. Maybe I, Seattle to win. All the, just Seattle to win. Maybe take the Titans out at minus seven with the Jets. Yeah. Because the Chiefs, I feel good. Pats, I feel good. Packers, maybe take the Packers out. I, I wish, you know what we should do one day is align the audio from the week before to the week after. Yeah. And because we always feel so good about these beds. Yeah, we're so excited. I'd love to hear our, uh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, someone, someone will leather that together for us. Yeah, well, if I leave all that in, that's um, 698 return with power play. With power play. Yeah. So if I, <laughs> this is so, not a sponsored segment, what do by I the take, way. What, what, do I, what, what, do, what do I take out? I'm going to take some, out one. Uh, Seattle? Uh, yes, yeah, Seattle. With Nick Mullins? That's the one you take out. I don't know, Chase. Green Bay? Just, I, I don't like the, the big lines. I always get nervous okay. about big lines. Well, if I take Seattle out, I still get... A sausage? Okay, three, three, 330 return. 368 return. I'll go with that. I'll take Seattle out. Oh, yeah, conservative. Yep. Just throw them in, mate. Get the, Talk Dickhead. about the returns. Yeah. Let it be a good Christmas for you talk and your family. Guys, that just That's about brings us to the end of First Down to Week 12 analysis of the 2018 NFL season. Chaz, parting words. How are you feeling about the season so far? I'm um, loving the season. Absolutely loving it. I'm disappointed our teams are irrelevant. But, uh, your team, mate. My I team's think, coming on I, a hot streak. I think there are a lot of exciting storylines. I'm getting behind the charges. And I think I'll stick by my prediction for the Saints. To win the Super Bowl. Heard it here first. Bold prediction. Charlie King, Saints going to the Super Bowl.